friends. Welcome to Moments to Ponder. This podcast is designed to help you spend a few moments in God's Word wherever you are and take away something to ponder. Our world is loud and busy, and it can be so hard to find time to even get into Scripture, so I'm grateful that you've chosen to take a few moments to ponder the book of Philippians with me. I'm Betsy Marvin, and this is episode 93. I have a random question to start us off today. Do you ever think about your citizenship? Now, as I record this, I am in America as an American, but I know that there are people who listen to this from different countries. So I encourage you to think as I say American, think of your country. Wherever your citizenship is, I have to admit that I really don't think about mine very often. Now, if I'm headed out of the country and need my passport or it's the 4th of July, then yeah, I feel very American. But I was born into it. And I think that that plays into taking my citizenship for granted, even though I am grateful to be an American. I've known a few people that have earned their American citizenship. I remember the pride and excitement on their faces after all their work. Now, citizenship implies a status of freedom, and with that, the accompanying responsibilities which are claimed with the new citizenship. Now, in our verses today, Paul says our citizenship is in heaven. Now, this has always been an interesting phrase to me, and it's this concept that we're going to focus in on today as we ponder Philippians 3, 17 through 21. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Now we'll come back to the opening verses, but we're going to dive right into verse 20, where it says, Our citizenship is in heaven. Now, the idea of citizenship would have been one that the Philippians completely understood. Now, in an earlier podcast, I mentioned that Philippi had a large contingency of Roman military. So here's a little backstory taken from N.T. Wright's commentary on the Philippians. In 42 BC, which is almost 100 years before Paul went to the city, Philippi was the setting for a great civil war that broke out after Julius Caesar died. The two victorious generals, Antony and Octavian, found themselves with a lot of soldiers that had nothing to do. They didn't want them all back in Rome, so they gave them land in Philippi, making it a colony of Rome. 
colonialism doesn't have the best of histories. And in this case, there's a mixed background as well. But once the colony was established in Philippi, it became a place where other military veterans landed. And so by the time Paul visits, there are many families that have descended from these original colonists. And there were also those who were native to the area. Because of its location on the main road through northern Greece and its placement on the Adriatic Sea, there would have been really close contact with their mother city, Rome. The Philippian colonists were seen then as Roman citizens, living a civic life that matched the way of life in Rome. They benefited from their Roman citizenship, the Roman culture, and the Roman presence of military in their city. Now, in 48 BC, which is a few years before the war, Julius Caesar was declared as the universal savior of mankind. I know, crazy. But thus, he was the savior, and it became a common title for all the ruling Caesars to follow. It's an imperial cult, worshiping Caesar, the emperor, as their savior and lord, and it would have been widely practiced through all the Roman colonies, including Philippi. Now, as Paul writes this letter, he names Jesus as Lord and Savior. Now, that would be treason. And it led many Christians to be martyred under Nero's rule. His use of Savior and Lord for Jesus in this passage in regards to their citizenship was huge. Paul said, And we eagerly await a Savior from there, heaven, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control. So we'll stop there. Jesus can bring everything under his control as Lord and Savior. He was speaking in direct contrast to their current ruler. Now, as a Roman colony, that's a big deal. So it's in this context that we note Paul's words. Our citizenship is in heaven. It's present tense. Have you noticed that? So often when I've read these words, I've just assumed he meant that someday we'll go to heaven where we belong. But that's not the case. I mean, think of it this way. If a Philippian said, I'm a citizen of Rome, they would mean, I am. Not, I'm looking forward to going to Rome someday to live. No, in a colony, it works the other way around. The point of the colonist as a Roman citizen, was to bring the Roman way of life to Philippi, expanding Roman influence. We see this over and over again in history, an expansion of influence by a powerful ruling nation. And if things got difficult in northern Greece, say a barbarian tribe attacked them, the Roman colonists' best hope would be that the emperor himself, also called Lord and Rescuer, would come from Rome to them and defend them, defeating their enemies and continuing the strength of Rome in that area. In that context, these words of Paul take on a whole new meaning. He's saying that the church is, at present, a colony of heaven filled with its citizens. And the point of the colony is to bring the Christian way of life into their world, expanding the church. Basically, on earth, as it is in heaven. 
One commentary summed up Paul's words this way. We have our home in heaven, and here on earth we are a colony of heaven's citizens. And just as the Roman colonists never forgot that they belonged to Rome, you must never forget that you are citizens of heaven, and your conduct must match your citizenship. Paul's readers would have fully understood the nod to Rome in Paul's words. This would have been a big challenge, whether they were Roman citizens or not. Earlier, I said that citizenship implies the status of freedom with accompanying responsibilities. It's why they needed role models. How do you live that way? So in verse 17, Paul speaks of his life and others who are living as examples for them. He, who was also a Roman citizen, chose to cast aside his Roman and Jewish privileges to press on toward Christ with freedom and responsibility toward that freedom. And like the Philippians, when you and I became a Christ follower, we became a new creation, a citizen of heaven right now. And that citizenship comes with freedoms. It comes with a new kind of protection for our hearts and our lives. It has gifts and Holy Spirit power. And as we live into this citizenship, we need to be careful of leaders that have gone down a path toward destruction. Maybe they're living lives that no longer represent Christ. Paul has tears as he thinks of those who have chosen selfishness and greed over obedience and integrity. And this is the only time Paul speaks of leaders like this. When he writes to the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 6, or to the Romans in Romans 6, he's showing us that they had an issue with corrupt leaders just as we do today. It reminds us how easy it is to fall into the culture of the world around us, to go back to the citizenship we were born into instead of the one that we have chosen. But like a new citizen to a new country, we need to learn to live into the culture of this new citizenship with boldness and certainty. When I travel, say, to Mexico, I can feel so different from those who are native to the area. My blonde hair marks me as pretty different right away. But my accent, my inability to speak the language, my clothing, even my attitude shows that I'm not Mexican. And when people see me, they say, oh, there's a tourist. No matter where I travel, people can tell I'm American. The question is, can those I journey with every day tell I'm a citizen of heaven? Ponder that for a moment. You are a citizen of heaven right now. You carry this within the passport of your heart. It's part of your identity now. And that identity comes with joy and fruit and redemption and freedom. Do you live in such a way that those around you know that this is your citizenship? Christians should be so marked by their heavenly citizenship that they are noticed as different. This is what Paul is calling the Philippian church to do, and it's what he calls us to do. 
We need to live into the freedom that we've been given, the new customs and beliefs, even into the attitude of Christ, as he mentions in chapter 2. I'm going to share verses for today again. And as I do, think of the context and the understanding that is now in your mind. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Paul concludes this section of verses with this. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. Oh, how he loved them. Dear ones, you are a citizen of heaven today, right now, at this moment. You have all the freedoms, fruit, and power that comes with the identity of being his colonists on this earth. May the love and joy of Jesus so overflow in you that you unveil the joy in such a way that others can see your true citizenship. Remember you are loved. Amen. Amen.